What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Thanks for checking in on this episode of my podcast. Hey, I just got back from an epic five-day guys uh, gravel biking trip up in the mountains of Colorado. This year, this is like the third year that I've been involved. This year, we decided to have a base camp uh, in Buena Vista, or as some people say, Buena Vista. I don't know why they pronounce it that way, but I think it's Buena Vista. And uh, from there, we did these kind of day trips. And if you're not a uh, you know, a fan of or a follower of or a uh, rider of gravel bikes, <clears throat> I'll tell you real quick, I didn't know shit about riding uh, until about a year and a half ago. So two years ago, I was invited by one of my best friends, Rick, uh, to be their sag wagon, which means I just drove a car behind all the cyclists and I had all of the you know, coolers for drinks, Gatorade, I had all the bags and the equipment, if anything, broke along the way. And I would cruise up, you know, five to 10 miles ahead of the group along the path that Rick had already designated. I'd set up a, a hammock and I'd just read or hang out until they came up on me. Then I'd throw my hammock in the car and drive another 10 miles ahead of me. And <laughs> it, w- it wasn't a bad gig. Well, I got enough shit um, that year that I could only be a part the following year if I was actually riding uh, a bike. So um, I heeded the call and I bought a gravel bike, which is very similar to a uh, a road site a road bike um, with drop drop handles, but it's got thicker tires, uh, knobby knob, knobbier tires, more towards uh, like you know, mountain biking tires, but just not as big. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, there's no suspension um, like a mountain biker would have, like shocks, right? Um, And so the the only real suspension or shock absorption that it has is essentially um, just whatever give that the tires provide when going over rocks. So it's perfect for gravel roads and very, very light like single track, um, that sort of thing. So, but if you're going over a lot of rocks, it can, it can be pretty jarring on your wrists and you're on your body. And so it's beefier. The frame is beefier than a road bike. It's heavier, um, that sort of thing. So that's what I know for the most part. 
And so I've been learning a lot about cycling. And last year I went for the first time and we actually rode, um, we left my buddy's house in Boulder, Colorado. And we, over the course of four days, cycled all the way to um, Steamboat Springs, which is roughly 150 miles away. And um, yeah, we averaged 30, 40 miles a day, give or take. And this year we mixed things up and we went and we camped out uh, at one location the entire time. And we, like I said, did kind of day trips uh, where we just rode out. And um, one particular day we actually rode up to Leadville, which was about, uh, hmm, by car, it was probably 30 miles, 25 miles away, uh, but by gravel road, because uh, you want to avoid the, the heavy trafficked roads used by cars, um, it was more like 35, maybe close to 40 miles away. And then that next day, coming home, we rode, uh, that was day three, we rode 53 miles. Uh, and then our last day, we rode, uh, you know, high 20s, but it was a really technical, technical ride, uh, a kind of treacherous ride. <clears throat> so, gratefully, no one uh, severely hurt themselves. We definitely had some crashes and falls and that sort of thing. But the fact that everyone came away unscathed and, you know, rides in an ambulance meant for a successful trip. Now, what I did not do this year as well as I did last year was prepare. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been dating someone long distance, traveling a lot, going back and forth between Colorado and Austin. Um, literally the day before we left on this gravel trip, I was coming back from uh, a long weekend in New York and eating at nice restaurants and going to Broadway shows. So needless to say, at some point I surrendered to just enjoying, quote unquote, the literal ride. And so could I have done more? Absolutely. Um, at the cost of what? Well, maybe at the cost of um, more inconvenience, maybe taking my bike back and forth between Colorado and Austin. When I was living in Austin for the month of May, I rode a fair amount. But uh, June and into July, I didn't ride as much. <clears throat> Whenever I was in town though, I would get rides in, 20 to 30 mile rides uh, here in Colorado and at elevation, which I think was helpful. So I was, I was in good enough shape to, um, to survive. <laughs> I was not in good enough shape to thrive. And so I guess, interestingly enough, um, having not been much of a, a rider prior to a year and a half ago, um, it takes time. It just takes hours upon hours of sitting, quote unquote, in the saddle on, uh, you know, on the seat of my bike to build up a base for uh, strength in my legs and in my hips. You know, I definitely feel like I, I just feel different. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have injuries, but like tightness and limitation, uh, mobility limitation, just as a result of riding so many miles. And yet it still hasn't been enough. And so when it came to this past trip, 
the thing that actually was the worst was, um, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> not diaper rash, but just like seat rash, um, just where my legs, where the seat kind of hits my seat bones and rubs, um, as you can imagine, <clears throat> you're sweating, you're you know doing more or less the same motion for three hours. Um, and granted, I put on what they call, what, like, <laughs> I guess the slang is like nut butter just to, uh, to lubricate your, where your butt hits your seat. But over time, it just kind of, it got raw, it chafed. Um, and, I, and I know that runners who run a lot of miles, they get the same thing between their legs. And man, it was, it was like I said, I, I, I was in good enough shape to survive, but definitely not good enough shape to thrive. And so it gave me time, <laughs> as I was oftentimes the very last dude um, to make it up certain climbs and whatnot. I learned things about my bike, about the limitation of my gearing, uh, about the limitation of my heart rate, about my limitation of fitness. And yet there was something to be said about, um, again, the whole idea of surrendering. And there's a very fine line between surrendering to what is, remaining in a, an attitude of gratitude, as they say, and focusing on everything that you have versus uh, what I could have done, which is just beat myself up emotionally for not being prepared. <clears throat> now, like I said, I, take, I took a, uh, a very conscious road, uh, no pun intended, towards my preparation and uh, have been enjoying the foundation that I'm creating in, in my new kind of romantic relationship with my girlfriend. And at this point in my life, that was more important than getting maybe an extra 20, 30, 40 miles of riding in per week. And I paid for it on the bike. And yet, at the end of the day, Man, it's just a guy's gravel trip. The, the most fun was, you know, oftentimes when I found myself riding next to a buddy. And that's the beautiful part of gravel riding is that you can ride side by side because there's no, there's very, very little um, traffic out there. If anything, it's like ATVs or trucks or campers, uh, motorcycles, dirt, dirt bikes. Um, but compared to being on the road, if you're road cycling, or even on single track, if you're mountain biking, there's very little um, ability to, or opportunity to, to have like an actual deep conversation, or not even deep, but just a conversation. And so that's what I love about gravel biking. So I had those moments with my buddies uh, when we would stop at these just remarkably beautiful spots for lunch. Uh, we'd break out the coolers and the drinks and the and the sandwich meat and all the, the pickles and the good stuff um, to the, the amazing meals that we made um, around the fire and cracking jokes and talking to each other and um, watching, watching the stars and various other things that fly around the night sky. Literally, uh, a couple of nights ago, one of the dudes was like, man, I have not seen a satellite. We looked for 60 minutes or 40 minutes last night. We didn't see a single one. And just within the next three minutes, we saw like six satellites. Uh, and, then, and as we were looking 
most of us caught an amazing shooting star. Oh, it's like it was unbelievable because it went through, it went across probably a third of the sky. It left this amazingly like glimmering, sparkling trail and it broke into two pieces uh, until it burned up in the Earth's atmosphere. But I was like, damn. That's what life is all about. And so there's a part of me as I've been, you know, riding my bike, um, like I said, oftentimes kind of by myself as well, not talking to anyone because everyone else is up ahead of me, just giving gratitude. Like, man, I've created a, a, a lifestyle that offers me the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it, to be in, I believe, one of the most, if not the most beautiful states in the United States, um, beautiful places in the world, to be surrounded by some of my best friends uh, who are all active and adventurous uh, and solid men, many of them incredible fathers to their children and amazing husbands to their wives. And just to be grateful to take in the night sky, these beautiful aspen groves that we would ride through, um, <clears throat> just to have a, a cold drink <laughs> in the middle of a ride. Um, oh, it's just, there's so much to be grateful for. And so I think it's just one of those things and I, and I'm using it all kind of as a, as a reminder to you, the listener, like, man, it's really easy to, to focus on, you know, aiming for the next thing. You know, what's, what's your goal? What, what are you, what are you aiming for? What, you know, what, what are you looking to achieve? What are your goals? But sometimes when we're so mono-focused on achievement, we tend to forget about what we currently have in this moment. And we miss out on all of these amazing uh, memories. And so there was something beautiful about this past trip where I was less focused on my fitness, where I was the, the year before. I was just like, I wanted to make sure that I came in fit enough to, to hang with the guys. And I did. And this year, <laughs> I didn't come in and hang with the guys as well. But there was also part of me that was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't. I'm just going to enjoy this. And I made a conscious decision to be where I'm at. I'm going to be grateful for the fitness that I currently have. And I certainly don't have a typical cycler's body. I think I'm a little too big, a little too uh, heavy in my upper body. I probably need to add muscle and weight to my lower body and, you know, lose some weight in my upper body. And I got joked about it from, from the guys. And yet at the end of the day, man, it was, it was incredible. We were literally at this, this campsite that uh, was right on the Arkansas River and right, right, We'd kind of have to hike down just a little bit to the Arkansas River, but after our rides, we would all grab, you know, our camping chair, and there was this kind of like a, it's not a sandbar because it wasn't sand, but like a rock bar, if you will, super shallow that we kind of would have to wade through the stream out to, and then we just hung out there, like 15 of us sitting in these chairs, soaking our legs in the in the, you know, briskly cold mountain water, uh, all of us kind of kicking one back and just basking in the, the warmth of the sun after a really long 
you know, challenging day on, on the gravel roads. Um, it just made me grateful, man. It just made me grateful. And it's one of those things that makes me think about where I was 13 years ago <clears throat> when my life imploded. And all I, I mean, I hated my job. I hated who I had become. Um, I just struggled with, I, I didn't, I really hated where I was living in St. Louis. I didn't like the weather, the heat and the humidity. Um, I just wasn't happy with much in my life. Although on paper, most people are like, dude, what are you complaining about? It's good. You're making good money and all those things. I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the man that I was. wasn't happy with my contribution to the world. Um, and so it's one of those things that I feel like it has taken more time than I would have ever realized to create the lifestyle that I now oftentimes take for granted. Um, you know, I'm sitting in my my kind of corner office right now with a view of the, the flat irons that uh, are kind of the, the beautiful backdrop of Boulder, Colorado, looking at the... Uh, I kind of watch the sunset every single day when I'm working and I'm just grateful. It's just such a different, it's a night and day difference in every regard, but it is come as a result of a very clear intentional decision that was no longer willing to settle for a life that was less than I was no longer willing to tolerate uh, a version of myself that was playing small. And having said that, that's that's kind of cliche. I know you've heard that so many times. There's still so much of me <laughs> uh, that spent time over these last several days as I was biking, thinking about all the areas of my life that I need to really step it up and that I really need to, to continue pushing myself. And so there's always that yin and that yang of like <sighs> being grateful for where you are, but then also continuing to push, Right continue to push yourself towards the man that you know that you have the potential of becoming um, without missing out on the beautiful things that you have right now. It might be your spouse, your significant other, your kids, where you live, your job, the work that you're doing, your connection with God, the, the, the role you play in your community or in your church, like whatever it is, give gratitude for what you have right now. Because whenever we want something, it's presupposing that you are in lack, that you don't have it, that you are in scarcity. And so the best way for you to attract abundance, more of it, is to actually recognize and, and, and to appreciate the wealth that you do have. Your, your health, the, 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 the air that you breathe the the heart that beats every single day without ever giving up, the the gift that you're given that you get to wake up and you have another day uh, on this beautiful planet. So whatever it is, if you are deeply unhappy with certain things in your life, the reality is that no one is going to come and save you. And I also know you've heard that before, but it is the truth. You have to be willing to humble yourself to say, okay, I actually do have so much I have to be grateful for, have to be grateful for, 
and yet there's also much that I would like to improve and change. And so it's, it's using both, uh, weighing out kind of both hands. In one hand, you want to remain grateful, remain wealthy, remain focused on everything that you have. And in the other hand, you've got to be willing to let go of certainty or significance or whatever it is that um, you're holding on to that is keeping you from really playing your biggest game in life and keeping you from really taking the the risks, but quite frankly, also keeping you from stepping into the adventure that could be your life that would make you so much happier. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to keep focusing on all that I have to be grateful for, and I'm going to push. And I am going to look at areas of my life where I'm not satisfied with the results that I've been getting. And... Uh, you know, make some decisions to, to step it up. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that's a good reminder for you. And I hope this uh, gives you a little, little extra kick in the butt to motivate yourself this week to do something different um, and to get out of your comfort zone and to start envisioning, you know, a life that you could fall in love with. Um, because for most of my life, the life that I'm now living uh, was only a pipe dream and it was just a vision, but I really didn't know if I could achieve it. And even though I'm here now and I absolutely love it, I also have a vision of uh, a wife and kids and uh, holidays and traveling the world and being in the mountains with my wife and kids and camping and doing a, a ton of beautiful th things there as well, right? So you just got to keep iterating. You got to keep improving, got to keep making small little tweaks on a daily basis that are in alignment with your vision. And I know, brother, without a, with a shadow of a doubt, if you keep doing that every single day and staying focused on that while staying humble and staying grateful, you will achieve it. So, brother, I hope you uh, just are enjoying your life, but I also want you to know that uh, you're not alone. There's a lot of us out there who are kind of stuck sometimes between man, there's so much to be grateful for, and yet I'm also not uh, deeply fulfilled or deeply proud of where I'm at. And that's okay. That's a very normal thing <laughs> to feel, quite frankly. So just keep at it, brother. Uh, I believe in you. I appreciate you. And if you ever need any support, never hesitate to reach out. Hit me up on social media or shoot me an email. And we'll look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Talk soon. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.